Hello and welcome to Inside Fingal, the podcast that gives you an insight into the work being done by the councillors and staff of Fingal County Council to make Fingal a better place to live, work, visit and do business in. My name is Jerry McDermott, I'm the Media and Communications Manager here at Fingal County Council and I hope you'll stay with me as we continue to inform you about the work of your local authority. As part of the rejuvenation of Swords Town Centre, Fingal County Council are planning to build a new civic and cultural centre in the heart of Fingal's county town. It's called the Swords Cultural Quarter and the project, which has been moving along for some time now, reached a major milestone this month when plans for the new civic and cultural centre went out to public consultation, with the public invited to make submissions on the council's consultation portal consult.fingal.ie. In this episode of Inside Fingal, we're going to talk about those plans with some of the people who were involved in drafting them. And I'm delighted that I've been joined in studio by Fingal's county architect, Fanula May, and on the line from architects O'Donnell and Toomey, who head up the integrated design team, is founding director John Toomey. You're both very welcome to the Inside Fingal podcast. Fanula, if I can start with you, you've been involved in the Swords Cultural Quarter project for a very long time. So can you tell us how it came about and what it involves. Long time is right, Jerry. Um, I suppose it started way back in uh, 2014, which when we commissioned a conservation plan for Swords Castle, which sought to record the significance of the castle, to identify vulnerabilities, and to set out policies for ongoing public uh, access to the castle. So that was a, a significant piece of work that we did at the time, and. Also at that time, um, the, the county manager at the time decided to, that it was really important that public access was really increased for Swords Castle. So because of, before that it had been closed for a lot of the time and it wasn't generally known about when you could get in and when you could see it. So that was changed. Uh, we made some developments on the inside to facilitate the, the public visiting and we started to have events there. So we had the uh, Christmas markets, we had the Festival of Fire, and the public really, really engaged with these. And suddenly it became uh, for the people of Swords that they felt it was more of their castle. So that was a really showed us that there was a hunger and an appetite for these kind of cultural exchanges and cultural visits within uh, Swords. So on foot of that, we decided we, we need to measure this and see what it really means. So we commissioned a study and really, I suppose the basis of it was the idea that we could benefit this end of the town with footfall and visits and the people using it uh, as a counterweight, I suppose, to the more commercial end of the town at the Pavilions Shopping Centre. And what that study did was it did identify a deficit in cultural venues in Swords. So the idea of the SCQ, Swords Cultural Quarter, was born. So we started work on trying to figure out what that might be. So the brief development identified that there was a requirement for a better library, for a new theatre space and for new art spaces, which we didn't really have in, in Swords um, up, until, up until then. So then we initiated the project for to deliver that kind of a building with that sort of a mix. And I must say we had great support from the Fingal elected members and our own management team and a great engagement from all our colleagues within Fingal County Council and the internal departments. 
So we went through a very complicated and uh, detailed procurement process to identify an integrated design team. And we did that. And the uh, result of that is that we uh, got to work with O'Donnell and Toomey in actually producing a design for our new SCQ. And we're delighted that we have John Toomey from O'Donnell and Toomey on on the line. And uh, I suppose, John, the the first question is, uh, you head up the integrated design team. Uh, What exactly is that? Yeah, it's a mouthful. You can't, no matter what people think, nobody does anything alone. So there's an elaborate team to do a project of this scale. And we have environmental engineers, structural engineers, landscape architects, traffic consultants. We have a range of people working under the umbrella of the integrated team. But it's the whole team is led by the idea, I suppose, of the the idea is to integrate the whole project together and to integrate it with the town source. So there's two kinds of integration, Jerry, within the team and what the team is for. And I guess what we're here today is to think what the team is for and the team is to try to make sense out of this complicated um, intersection of the beauty of the street layout and the presence of the castle in the town of Swords and to try to decomplicate it in order to let that um, let those assets be enjoyed by the people of the town. So we're trying to calm the traffic. We're trying to position any new buildings in such a way that they um, respond to their setting. Let, let's imagine for a moment that buildings have... Um, have a sort of intelligence of their own built into them. And I think we would like our building to know that it is right beside this important castle at this significant junction at the top end of the town and that the building has to respond accordingly. You know, it's not a standard solution to a typical problem. It's a completely special project in every respect. You've worked on many projects right across the world uh, and have won many, many awards for, for some of the designs that, that you have come up with. Where, where does this project rank in, in what you've been doing to date? I guess I feel I've been waiting for a project like this because it's close to home. It doesn't mean I have to travel to another country to do it. I'm very happy to have such a significant project. I'm used to going to the airport to do projects of this kind abroad. It's nice to pass by the airport at the stop and soars. So for me, this is really important, close to my heart, you know, life's ambition kind of project, definitely. Yeah. And, and you obviously start off with a, with a blank sheet of paper and, and that. How, do, how does the process move from, from there? You do and you don't. I mean, it happens in your brain, I think, in your, in your mind, let's say, or in your mind's eye. When we got um, a chance to bid for this project, I went out to Swords with my partner, Sheila, and we just walked around the castle and, you know, to think about how to imagine the future of this place. And on one side, as you know, there's the park and the river and it's calm and it's beautiful and you can see the castle walls. And on the other side is this complicated traffic junction and a sort of an upside down world, you know, of car parks and um, noise. And then, and then the beautiful thing is that down the middle of Swords, the main street in Swords comes down to the entry gate to the castle. So I said to my partner, I said, why isn't why isn't it that, the, that we can walk all the way around the castle in a green space as if the park encircles the castle? And then why isn't it that the castle with its encircling parkland is better rooted, if you like, into this position at the end of the town? So we began to imagine from very first principles, almost almost pre-blank sheet of paper, if you know what I mean, 
um, in a blank mind, trying to imagine an idea that you could just catch hold of like that. And I have to say that first thought is the thought that has now been submitted for planning, that the setting of the castle is enhanced and that the buildings that we make around it and the spaces we make around it will make it feel more like it belongs in its landscape and urban setting. Very special place, you know, yes. to be in a park and in a town at the same time. Yeah, and, and I'm sure a, a, a very big challenge, as you've just outlined. Fanula, you know, John has just touched there on the landscaping and the, the public realm or public space aspect of it and, and that. And the fact that in the Swords Cultural Quarter, we have three sort of distinct, we have the castle, we have County Hall across the road from the castle, and now we have this new building. How important was that, the, the, the sort of the planning for the, the public realm? Well, um, as John has said, it's actually integrated into the whole the whole project because the the genesis of the of the the design um, was uh, initiated by by John and Sheila with the idea of the island in this sea of green. And in Swords, we don't have formal public realm spaces. We don't have a town square, for instance, in the in the traditional sense. What we did have in Swords. Um, and you can see it from some very interesting 19th century photographs, is we had a very wide main street, which effectively in its own way was the the town square. And there's some really uh, good photographs uh, from that period showing it being used as a cattle market or uh, quite, quite empty, different to our 21st century busy town. That germ of an idea, I think, has informed what we're what the design team are hoping to achieve with the public realm, whereby we are giving the street back to um, a, taking it from traffic purely and giving it back to the to the user of the town and the people of the town as a different sort of a place and that um, the public realm uh, establishes the, the hierarchy with the castle as the prime building and then the the link to the main street and then the the link to our new la- library and cultural centre building. So the the public realm is completely stitched into the, to the scheme, and we think that this will give a sense of a new sense of place to sorts, but based on anchoring what we already have. And if we turn to the building, John, what was your sort of thought processes around the building when when you when you came to to design it? You know, the library, which I suppose is the major function in terms of space. Uh, amount of space the libraries that are present in the project. A library is the last building. Is it one of the last buildings that you can walk into in the world without paying anything or without being expected to buy anything or without having to have a ticket for anything? Um, a library is, is a public room. And so I think our first thought was to try to be sure that the library felt open to the public space and that the public space flowed into the middle of the library. And then if you take that word, maybe you say library is an old-fashioned word, but if you take that word and uh, put all the thoughts in it that can go, such as the theatre, such as the art gallery, such as um, students studying for their exams, all the things that go on in culture centres, and make it feel in a way as if that building, the building itself, is organized around a public realm of its own. So at the very center of the scheme, we have a thing we call the living room, which you might have called a public square. But it's it's a feeling that the building itself is gathered around its own public space and that that public space connects with the, with the outdoor public space of the town. So it's a sort of concentric 
scheme, you know, where the theatre, the art gallery, the library, the study spaces, the um, history of Bengal archive spaces, where they all gather around um, as if they're gathering around in a public space and then that there's an easy connection between that organisation and the external space, the landscaped outdoor space. I'm trying to get this feeling of, of course you know when you're inside and you know when you're outside, but I'm interested in the kind of feeling of the in-between, you know, when you cross the threshold and you don't have to ask anyone for permission to enter, you can just flow like a river between the outside and the inside. And so actually at that very entry point, we put a cafe because, you know, nowadays people meet in cafes and they're very comfortable in cafe spaces. And You can read your newspaper or your book in the cafe or you can wait for the theatre, you know, and having your coffee before the show. So in a way, the first the first welcome is, is through the cafe and then into the living room. As John's talking there, Fanula, um, the, the thing that's coming into my head is a magnet that, that would attract people in and, and that... This would be at the centre of Swords, a, a town which is going to expand. It's, it's already one of the biggest towns in Ireland and it's, it's, it's heading to, to being a, an emergent city and this will be in the heart of Swords and this quarter, this building will attract people into, the, into that area. Absolutely. And uh, we, um, I've always uh, hoped that we have a, on, on one of the, the streets, Seatown uh, Road, we have a huge community school and I've always hoped that biggest users of the library would be uh, the um, uh, students in in that community school. They stream up and down the road every day and there's no reason in the world that uh, they can't uh, use the the library as as their own place on their way to and from and as part of their their school day. So that would be a huge thing. We want it to be a cool space for 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 uh, younger people to use and that it's it's seen as um as somewhere new and interesting and inviting in sorts but at the same time we still want it to be recognized as a traditional kind of a library um so there are elements of that that you can go in and that other other people other cohorts of of residents of sorts can use it equally uh, be it people who are interested in local studies or people who have small children and want to introduce them to to the world of reading so we're, we're going to tr- with the library which has quite a, a, a detailed a big mix of types of spaces and um, that we'd be able to make it um, useful and inviting to lots of lots of people and the person who will be responsible for running the library uh, which will be located in the uh, new cultural center will be Fingal's county librarian Betty Boardman and I recently caught up with her and I began by asking her why it is important that Fingal has a new county library well, Jerry, this will be a transformative development for the library service in Fingal and for people living in the town. Swords is, after all, the main town in Fingal and the administrative capital of the county and has long needed a county library. The project puts the library very much at the heart of the town, recognising the important role that libraries play in the community. The new county library will, of course, uh, replace the existing branch that's in uh, Swords. Uh, That library is just under 40 years old now. And although we have terrific library staff there, the building does not function as a modern public library. So, for example, there are no separate event spaces or meeting rooms um, in the library whereas the new county library will have both of these elements. 
Uh, the New County Library will have plenty of books and reading material, but it will also provide an intuitive and immersive technology experience. The technology will be built in and seamless and will include self-service kiosks and a large book sorting machine, all designed to enhance customer experience. And the technology will also facilitate, which I think is very important, particularly at the moment, remote working and learning and provide access to collections, resources and information in a variety of formats. So what you can expect to find in the new County Library will of course be um, a children's area, a separate young adult area, adult fiction and non-fiction areas, meeting rooms, event spaces, study spaces and a quiet area areas for reading and reflection. And also we'll have um, a maker space. So there'll be plenty of opportunity for us to hold our cultural and educational events. And these would include things like uh, book and poetry readings, music recitals, talks on a wide variety of topics, including local history, healthy lifestyle, creative writing, travel, and talks for anyone interested in lifelong learning and in broadening their cultural knowledge and experience. So it really will be um, a very interesting place in which to be and I think will definitely transform this part of Swords into a really truly uh, cultural and educational place for the, the people of Swords. Well that's County Librarian Betty Boardman obviously looking forward to uh, the new County Library which will be part of the new Swords Cultural Centre in Swords Cultural Quarter. John, j- just before we heard from Betty there you had been talking about the living room aspect of the building which is the first part of the building that you uh, will encounter uh, when you visit it. Can you can you take us through the rest of the building now? Well, if you if you if you had come in, if you had resisted the temptation for a coffee and found yourself in the living room, it's a high space and it's lit from um, daylight. Um, you know, sunlight comes into the space, and from there you can see all the surrounding spaces of the building. So if you went straight ahead of you to your left. You could come into an open art gallery, and this this is a purpose-designed art gallery, you know, multifunctional because art is no longer just pictures on walls, but it is designed also for pictures on walls, but it's also made for multimedia and for sculpture and for projected images. Um, and if you now back away out of the art gallery, because that has to be a self-contained, um, calm space, the next space on your right will be the entrance to the theatre. And the theatre is also a multifunctional space because it has retractable seating. So it can be set out for a conventional play performance, which is the typical theatrical configuration. But it can also be opened up for dance or cleared out for parties or for events. Um, So you have to imagine the theatre is like um, a kind of acoustically isolated um, compartment uh, accessible off the library, but that has no noise interference with the library and then in the living room itself i imagine book clubs will meet there there'll be book launches there there'll be events there there'll be poetry readings there um there'll be a lot of activity within that space itself and then as you move up through the levels of the building first to the children's library which you might say is the busiest and the noisiest part of the library and then up through um young adult and adult fiction and study spaces and quiet study spaces. And in the in the top of it, there's a roof garden. And at the top of the, in the adult um, section, there's a terrace, that, uh, an, an external terrace that looks out over the castle. So in, if, you, if you 
try to move away from the old-fashioned ideas of libraries that I might have had when I was a child, which is a place of quiet, a place of silence, a sort of reverent place, and also a place of um, no no food or drink, you know. And think of a modern library um, where all these functions, uh, while they're accommodated properly and accommodated individually, they also overlap with each other. So the whole feeling is a much more informal um I, that's why we call it a living room, you know, a much more at-home kind of feeling. I remember I met a librarian once in London who told me that librarians used to worry about having people having cups of coffee at the library tables. And he said they used to worry about that. But then they're lending books and people are taking their books home and they might be reading them in the bath. <laughs> so I think I think the whole library culture has relaxed about books and access to books and in our library. People can take books out onto the roof garden. They can take them out onto the terrace. They can have a cup of coffee with their books. And they can have, you know, readings and and discussions um, around those books. Uh, Because the building itself, as I said at the very beginning, the building itself is oriented towards the setting of the castle. And so there are plenty of vantage points inside and outside that you can be within the building and looking out over this amazing fact of a huge curtain-walled castle in the in the middle of the town you know and I, and I think those views are, are going to be spectacular like if anybody has been fortunate enough to be on the fourth floor of county hall and to see the views over the tree canopy um right across swords and up into north county dublin and that it, it's pretty spectacular and now the public will be able to to see those as well yeah, it won't be long now you're going for planning. It won't be long until that happens. And I look forward to that day when you can just walk out onto the terrace. And, you know, imagine it was always there, if you know what I mean. And, and now it'll be, it'll be a, a, a civic facility in the middle of town. Yeah, I think yeah. the world is ready for it. Yeah, we, we, we certainly we certainly can't wait for it. That's that's uh, certainly true. Um, you mentioned that the arts will will benefit from the new cultural centre, and Fingal's arts officer Rory O'Byrne has been telling me what those benefits will be. Hi, Jerry. Yeah, well, there are many benefits to the Swords Cultural Quarter coming to Swords. Um, you know, I suppose if we look at it around, we've been working on it for about eight years, all in all. Um, the idea back went to our previous manager Paul Reed, and he had a vision for. Uh, and a redevelopment of the, of the county town swords and part of it or directly part of it was to develop a cultural quarter in and around North Street and the castle. So one of the things that came up was how, you know, the, in general, how, how arts and culture can improve people's lives or add to the quality of people's lives. So we were tasked with looking at that. And one of the things they wanted to do was to develop a theatre space, a performance space. So I remember one of the early jobs we did was to look at the different types of theatres. And there's, you know, it's kind of accepted worldwide. There's four different types of theatres. I mean, I mean, I won't bore you with it, but there's a trust theatre, which is a where the stage is surrounded on three sides. Persinium, which is the traditional theatre that you see, like in the Abbey or the Peacock, where the performance happens on the stage in front of you. And then there's theatre in the round, which is... You, you see a lot of them in America where the stage is in the middle of people sit around it. And the one we chose for, went for was the Black Box Theatre. So the Black Box Theatre is basically what it sounds. It's a, it's a room, four walls, a roof and a floor. And the great benefit of it is that uh, the seating and the stage are not fixed. So they can be moved and they're very adaptable. So you can create a variety of configurations depending on what you're having. If you're having a traditional theatre performance or maybe a dance performance, a lecture or, or a meeting. So you can change it around. So it's perfect for 
what would be called a northern theatre. So it's not a city-based thing. It's not the Abbey. It's you know, it's 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 a space where a lot of people are going to look for a lot of different uses out of. So we're building a black box theatre. Uh, in swords with a capacity of about 165 or 170 seats. So when you consider that Dreerton Blanchetown has about 260 seats, it's, it's, it's about, you know, two thirds the size, but it should be sufficient for the needs. To go along with that, uh, we're also building a gallery space. Now, one of the things that Fingal has very, very few of. So a gallery where artists can show their work to a very high standard. So it'll be, specifically designed to you know to show sculpture so that's you know objects in the round as well as as paintings drawings photographs and it'll be beautifully lit and it will have big uh, natural light in it we can also have group shows for local amateur groups and so on and so on there will be a lot of allied spaces so meeting rooms maker uh, maker spaces that the libraries are, are are involved in so all in all, I'd also, also hope to put in some artist studio spaces in it as well. And, you know, all these combined with the state of the art library should really transform the Centre of Swords into something that people will want to go to. And we have very, a lot of experience in this since we've built two art centres already, Driot Art Centre in Blanchetown and the Shemizena Centre in the Knoll, both which are 21 years old this year. So they survived over 20 and survived and bloomed over 24 years over the last 21 years. I mean, you really couldn't imagine Blanchetown without Triox anymore. So we've learned a huge amount from those. Uh, the big challenge is when you put a theatre in a town is to give people is to try and, and and you know give people a choice to go there. Besides what they normally would do, go to the pictures, go to the pub, go to the football match. They now have a choice to go to the theatre. So what you put on in the first couple of years. Is hugely important to try and get it to become a social habit for people. To help with this, we're also developing the space in North Street, uh, the old Carnegie Library, midway down North Street. And that work is going on at the moment. So the previous activities that went down are now being removed. And we're going to turn it into a space where people are going to be able to perform or rehearse act, dance, sing or whatever. And in a way, uh, the idea is to start ramping up the experience of an art space within Swords, uh, and that will feed into the Swords Cultural Quarter when it comes online in the next couple of years. So it's exciting times for Swords, and being the county town, you know, it really deserves it, and I think it will be embraced by the people of Swords. Well, that's Rory O'Byrne, the uh, Fingal's Arts Officer, and he's certainly looking forward to what's going to be provided for the arts in the new cultural centre. Fadula May, the, the capacity of the theatre is 165 seats. Is that going to be big enough for a town the size of Swords? It's big enough for what has to what we think will will go on in in there and the type of programming that will will happen. Um, it's a very difficult thing to 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 judge in advance. But from the research that we have done, we we think that that size of a theatre will serve the maximum number of groups with the least amount of of. Uh, time trouble and effort and reordering of of the space every time so it will be suitable for uh for for all of the groups that might want to use it within swords which is its primary function um uh, and for theater groups for people who want to put on a musical for people who want to have a reading people who want to have a big public meeting we reckon that that's the, the about the the uh, optimum size but it will also be open to touring uh, theatre groups as well and our research has shown that it'll it'll be it'll facilitate the maximum number of those without being it's not a big stadium venue or anything like that but it is of a size that will be suitable for swords for a growing town and for we think 
a wide variety of of uh, different productions to go on in the theatre. And I suppose it complements uh, what's already there because if you like, Swords Castle can host bigger events. It's got Castle Goes Country later this month and then just a few miles down the road you have Malahide where they've just had seven very uh, successful music concerts. It's designed for, I suppose, the more winter activities and indoor things at night. So what it will have be um, up to the minute with all of the, the lighting and its acoustic design. So it'll facilitate um, a large number of people. It'll have retractable seating. So as John said earlier, we'll be able to accommodate uh, many different types of events in it. Active travel is a very important piece of government uh, policy that's currently been implemented by local authorities across the country and I understand, Fadula, that a key part of this project will be to encourage people to actively travel to Swords uh, Cultural Quarter if they're visiting the castle, visiting the county library, going to a performance, meeting people or doing business at, at County Hall. Uh, Yes, and that is an important part of the planning of this project and we have been working closely with our colleagues who are working on the Sustainable Swords uh, project which has a huge active travel element to it. So we will be considering or or encouraging people to to use public transport and to be able to walk or cycle to to the library and to use it easily. As John mentioned, the, the project is going out to uh, public consultation at the, at the moment uh, under Part 8 and Part 11 of the Planning Act. Um, how can the public view the plans and, and make submissions? The public can view the plans on uh, consult.fingal.ie, uh, where we have the full planning pack and all of the drawings that explain this scheme. Um, they can also come and have a look at it here in County Hall at the public desk. Um, and there's fur- further information available on fingal.ie, and we would encourage people to have a look and to make a submission um, hopefully they, a submission that will, that will say they welcome the project uh, but anybody who has any concerns or ideas we would we'd welcome their input. John is, is your work finished at this stage like you, you've produced the designs for it uh, with, with you and the integrated team is, is that it for you? <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we've, uh, we've drawn a map there's a lot to do in the detailed design you know when in and I look forward to that because I think that the feeling of the character of a place, the tables and furniture and bookshelves and daylight and all the detail that goes into the feeling of um I want the place to feel comfortable and yet kind of stimulating, you know, it has to feel lively. And so I think there's a quite a lot we have to do in the detail design yet to come before we get to build it. <laughs> yeah. And even when it gets to build it, I, I guess our work isn't quite done because we have to monitor to see that it's built the way we want. And then one day it opens its doors and you might then say our work will be done. Yeah, and, and how do you judge uh, success? Is it, is, it, is it to take people's breath away and, and to get that wow factor? I don't know whether Fanula did this deliberately to select such a young architect as me, but <laughs> what I think is that 10 years later, test. Um, when you do the 10 years later test, you know, you come back and you see, I mean, I'm talking from my point of view now. When you come back 10 years later, you see the thing at its best. I mean, you see it thriving in use and you see people being in it as if they've always had it, you know, as if it's always been there. And I mean, I'm thinking about the Lyric Theatre we did in Belfast or galleries or places we've made in other locations. And I love that feeling of just turning up um, and seeing the thing in operation, you know. Yeah. And that's a very interesting point about the 10-year thing. Does does it take that period of time for a building to find its feet? Oh, I think so. 
I mean, sorry, I'm speaking as the architect of the building. I mean, I know that some buildings go instantly into use, but I think the architect doesn't relax <laughs> until, until until you get past that first moment. Um, because, you know, everything bothers you at the beginning, you know. Um, it's like, you know, watching a, your new child toddling away from you or something. So I think it's better to let a distance develop and then see what you think of it you know after a while i'd hope that this building will be here in a hundred years when none of us are here um good good public buildings survive time and they survive the the changes that happen over time and the way people will want to use them so i think this building will we will be designing for a point in time and for a usage that's happening now but none of us know what's going to happen in the future so we'll try and future proof it as much as we can but ultimately, what we are looking to, to do is to provide Swords with a public building that has usefulness to it now and has all of the functions that you would want to, to have in it. But it also has that quality of a public building, that it is a beautiful piece of architecture in a building that contributes to its, its place in time. But that, as we go on through time, will be recognised as a, as a good p- building uh, by future generations that thought of what you've just said useful beauty I think that's what we're yeah. all after that's what we want yeah. and, and, and how does a town benefit from having an iconic building like this in it oh I think it gives a, a sense of pride and a sense of, of uh, ownership and a, uh, knowing where you come from and that uh, your your county uh, commissioned something like this and um, and went through with it I mean, people are very proud of our current stock of buildings in Swords. You know, what we have, we have our castle, we have the monastic settlement, we have our big modern buildings. You know, lots of people really love the pavilions um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And we hope that people will love this new library uh, building and and, uh, have a real sense of ownership and uh, pride in it. And and this is part of a bigger jigsaw, isn't it, in regard to to Swords, because we, we have... Another project coming down the road very shortly where uh, another department within the council is looking at sustainable swords and and about how we can really turn swords from a a county town and a a large town into an emergent city. Absolutely. And the, uh, as I said, mentioned earlier, the sustainable swords project is what is working on that. And it's to integrate all of these elements into the to the one town and to give um, to equip swords to take it on into the, the next phase of its development. Look, we, we, we look forward to seeing how things develop over the next uh, few months. Uh, obviously, it's out to planning at the moment and, and people are being encouraged to have a look at the plans on consult.fingal.ie and hopefully, John, it won't be too long before you you get back down to work and, and um, start making yeah. this thing a reality. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thank you very much indeed to both yourself and Fanula May for joining us on Inside Fingal and good luck with the rest of the project and hopefully it won't be too long before we're talking again on the day it opens. So, that's it for episode 19 of Inside Fingal. My thanks to County Architect Fanula May, John Toomey of O'Donnell Toomey Architects, County Librarian Betty Boardman and County Arts Officer Rory O'Byrne for talking to us about the Swords Cultural Quarter and in particular the new Civic and Cultural Centre. If you have any comments or suggestions in relation to the Inside Fingal podcast, please email podcast at fingal.ie. And remember, you can follow Fingal County Council on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and LinkedIn and also at fingal.ie. Thank you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye and stay safe.